Hi, everybody. My name is Chase Clymer, and welcome back to another episode of Unprepared, an honest e-commerce bonus episode where we hear expert advice in 15 minutes or less. Unprepared isn't scripted or edited. There are no redos. When we screw up, it's going live. That works for this show, but it's no way to run your e-commerce business. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 80,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, merchants like you can get one month of automated Shopify backups for free by visiting rewind.io slash honest. That's R-E-W-I-N-D dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unprepared. And in true unprepared fashion, this is take number two or three. Uh, the original of this, I ruined myself. So uh, apologies, everyone, that this took a little longer to get out. But today, welcoming back technically to the show, Laurel Mintz. She is joining us uh, from Elevate My Brand. And let's just talk about that. Some of the... what are You've got a very, very awesome collection of amazing brands that you've worked with historically. Uh, you got a few that you might want to share real quick for the audience. Yeah, we've been doing this for over 12 years and 250 brands, which I can't even believe. It's like wild. But yeah, brands like Verizon, Facebook, um, Paw Patrol, for those of you who have kids. Um, yeah, we've worked with some of the most pre- prestigious brands in the world. We're super lucky. Awesome. And what is it that you do for those brands? Well, we are a full service agency. So uh, we like to come in and really holistically uh, take on digital and experiential marketing. But for the bigger brands, I would say typically we come in and we come in under one vertical, right? So for example, for Facebook, we come in under the um, global experiential and events team, and we do projects, uh, you know, for them. The smaller or middle market brands that we work with as well, we typically come in and are more agency of record there. So we can holistically develop and execute and measure the uh, the success of our creative. Awesome. Awesome. And so today, uh, we were going to talk about marketing in times of in- uncertainty. Uh, the world looks like it's in a lot better place uh, these days. Well, I guess in America, the world is uh, kind of in a weird place all over. It's, it's different everywhere. But um, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, I hope, knock on wood. Um, a lot of a lot of people are getting vaccinated here. Um, you know, what is that? How does that translate to what you're doing in, as far as client services for your clients right now? How's the outlook look for everybody? Yeah, I, I consider this to be a very transitional period. That's kind of how we're we're taking this perspective because we don't really know what's going to happen. We're like very hopeful, like you said, but vaccine and herd uh, immunities, no, we're nowhere close to that. Uh, I don't know if you watch. Um, uh, oh gosh, what's who's the Brit? Brit John, um, what's his last name? I'm totally blanking. He does this really great, babe. What's the show with John, not John Stewart? John Oliver, thank you, John Oliver. Oh yeah, um, so great. But what he was saying last night when we were watching him was that like we are not close to herd immunity, so we need to get everyone vaccinated that can. This is a plug for that for sure. Um, but with that in mind, we um, we have a hybrid model on the experiential side because what we're seeing as you know we're getting bigger RFPs in, brands are excited and ready to get back out into the world, but they are very hesitant to be the first ones to do that. They're like, we want to be the first because the amount of earned media that we could receive if we're the first and we do it really well could be huge. But in the same vein, if they do it poorly and something bad happens, then the media on that would be, you know, could be devastating to a brand. So we are 
in this transitional period, we're seeing these big RFPs come in for experiential. We're hopeful for the future, but we're not, um, you know, we're not rushing to get out anytime soon. And we're seeing that the big brands are like, we're ready, we're not ready, we're ready, we're not ready. They're like very um, hesitant, I think. They think they're more uh, aggressive than than we, you know, really are actually seeing them execute. They're like, we want to be cool, we want to be new in the first. And you're like, we're like, no, you don't really. <laughs> It's funny. Uh, this is it's very similar to the conversation we had last time. But now this time, it's what's coming to mind for me is kind of what happens every year when we approach Black Friday. About ninety days out is when everyone's like, "Oh crap, I need to do X Y Z on my website." And it, it's not just me. It's every every agency I know in the e-commerce space. It's just a massive influx of inquiries, and we get to you know cherry pick what we want to do, and then we're full. We're done. Like we can't take on any more work. Um, are you trying to plant seeds now in your clients' minds to try to get ahead of that? Be like, look, it's when when this starts happening, it's going to go off the rails, and you need to get started now. Is that something that you're? Is, are those conversations happening? Um, yeah, I mean, we we certainly are starting to plan and prepare for that for sure, but. Um, I'm not seeing this happen until Q3, Q4 earliest. And even then it's a question mark. So I think it's part of what's great about what's happening right now. We, I think we did talk about this on the last, um, in the last conversation was that like, you can't really plan that far ahead. And so for, for us as agencies, that's pretty great because we can pivot really quickly. We can come up, come up with really hyper creative ideas and execute in a short time frame, which I per- personally love because it means that there's quick turnaround and decision-making processes, right? Which with larger agencies, mm-hmm. larger projects, that typically takes a really long period of time. You know, you know, these bigger firms move like molasses and don't get a lot of shit done, unfortunately. Um, so this has kind of truncated that timeline, which I think is is actually better from a creative perspective. Um, are we trying to push them? You can only push so hard. Um, at the end of the day, we're still in client services, as you well know. <laughs> yeah. But you can still get um, a plan in place, and you know you don't know when it's going to happen. But at least, no, like having the groundwork done, the strategy out of the way, knowing what you're going to come to the table with when it does, when the writing's on the wall, it's like, all right, it is time to execute. Let's let's now move with that plan. Um, I think, I guess, what I was trying to get out there with my statement was, if people are launching these things, these campaigns, uh, you know, or they're starting to launch, like you need to backpedal into how much work actually went into that and you got to get started early. I guess that's where I was coming from. For sure. But I mean, if you are, if you are not just like a baby startup, you should have had an idea of the timeline that it takes to execute a campaign like this. That's why you're working with an agency, right? It's our job to manage expectations and those timelines within some sort of framework or dashboard that everyone is accountable to. So that's always been a part of the process. Like I said, this time it's just a bit more truncated, which I frankly prefer. It means we can get a lot more shit done in a less, in a shorter period of time. That said, we also have to be able to pivot budgets really quickly. Like should the world reopen uh, you know, tomorrow, how are we going to deal with that? So it's almost like having a contingency plan, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. So what what are are some of those uh, contingencies? Obviously, you don't give away the secret sauce or what you're doing (laughs) for specific clients. But what is that doing? uh, Like, how does that translate to kind of real world uh, deliverables from a client in this weird kind of hybrid, you know, oddity of a transition? 
Yeah. So everything is digital first, which, you know, frankly was 80% of the work that we were doing anyways. We are just developing scopes, creative timelines secondarily to if things are able to open back up again. So if we decide to pivot something that was going to be a digital experience to IRL, what might that look like? And at what point do we need to pull that trigger? Um, and we can kind of take these parallel paths in, in terms of uh, you know, what the creative needs to look like. So we are trying not to come up with creative and campaign ideas and concepts that can't be, that can only be executed in one category, if that makes sense as well. Yeah, no. And I think that's the smartest way to approach it anyway. I mean, I would, I would probably continue to do this, even if there wasn't a pandemic it, to keep the marketing message parallel between totally. multiple platforms. It's just, a, it's just a bigger, a bigger impact. And yeah. yeah. And then you're using one, one branding kit for the whole shebang yeah. and everyone can talk together. And you know, this is a dream for an agency because <laughs> sure. sometimes things get too, too siloed and you know, I could not agree more just now. Us, us ranting about what I want out of the <laughs> <Client> world. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, it has linearized the process and that shortened truncated timeline, uh, you know, smaller budgets over shorter times like that has made us had to have to execute quicker. And I, I frankly think it's a much better experience for the customer. And really that's the biggest shift that we've seen is that is the change in how you, what that customer journey really looks like. Uh, again, which you know more than most. Yeah, and then just to give people some examples of of uh, what you have done, kind of in the past year or so, is anything come to mind? In terms of campaigns, yeah. Oh my gosh, we've done so much fun stuff. Uh, recently launched a really cool beauty product. Um, so this new category is called beauty appliance. You know, it's all marketing at the end of the day. So it's a it's a tabletop appliance that fresh blends your. Um, your masks and creams and tinctures and all these things. This is like supposed to be the new next thing in beauty. The guy who invented the Clairsonic machine, if you remember the Clairsonic, that like cleanser, Dr. Rob, sold like 100 million of them or some ridiculous number. This is his next um, next baby. So that's been really fun. We work with lots of private equity groups because there's been a lot of um, distressed assets that have been rolling uh, up into this pandemic. Um, so that's good, bad, and ugly all at the same time. Um, we just la are launching a new big project with Facebook that I can't talk about or I'd have to kill everyone listening. Um, we, you know, we, we do a lot of projects, um, both big and small. Oh, we've got some really fun food brands that we're launching. Um, oh, oh, there's a really cool brand called Verbal, V-U-R-B-L. Check them out. They're an audio-only platform blowing up right now. That's a really fun new client. I mean, I, how much time do we have? I've got, you know, we've got 30 clients on the docket <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Awesome. Um, well, I, I can't thank you enough for kind of coming on and sharing all this stuff. Is there anything I forgot to ask you this time that we touched on last time or that just comes to mind that you feel is worthwhile sharing with the audience today? Well, on our side, you know, we uh, we are about to launch a, um, a paid webinar series. It's all about kind of DIY. So for the smaller brands that maybe aren't quite ready to work with you or I yet, this would be a really great opportunity for them to um, to understand marketing at a very deep uh, level before they're ready to hire an agency. And frankly, will make them a much better client for both of us. You know, when they come around. So, uh, check us out, elevatemybrand.com. We also have a, a free marketing guide and a lot of other opportunities for people to learn. You know, best practices. And ultimately, I think that that has been the best part of this whole pandemic is that people are like well, what are we supposed to do? And there's no supposed to anymore. So we've been able to redefine that. And we have put a stake in the sand and said, this is what you have to do. And they're like, okay, we listen now. We're like, what? Everyone's actually listening? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think that there was nothing cool about the pandemic. Let me Correct. start with that. Correct. But 
in my world, it has made the conversations about the strength and importance of your digital experience a lot easier. For and sure. I think it's 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 opened the door to a lot of legacy brands getting on board and a lot of smart entrepreneurs pivoting what they're doing and f- frankly finding tremendous success when they do it the right way. Absolutely, it's all about doing it the right way, hiring the right team, you know, to build their sites or to execute their digital. Awesome, thank you so much, Laurel. Uh, I'll link to all that stuff in the show notes, and I'm looking forward to that webinar series. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks, Chase. Have a good one.